0: we began to accidentally come across some writings of people who were of the modern Orthodox era. One of the first books that I I read, I know, was uh, Timothy Ware's The Orthodox Church, which I picked up in the uh, spring of 1978. Father Mark told me yesterday he read it in 1976, so he had me beat by a couple of years. Also, we found books by Father Alexander Schmemann, and Father John Mayendorf. Uh, and you have to remember, in those days, too, there really weren't a lot of books uh, on orthodoxy in English. Uh, there was a wealth of things in Greek or Russian or uh, so forth, but uh, St. Vladimir's Seminary Press was beginning to put out things, but there was a, a lot of gap in what was uh, available. So we ran across these books more because we were studying issues that they were writing about. And so it became important for us to have some kind of connection. Well, it was it's, it's providential the way that these connections took place. As Dr. Rossi's been saying the last couple of days, it is the Lord. Uh, the Lord does marvelous things. There was a young man named Carl Bartke who was a part of Jack Sparks's Bible studies somewhat in Berkeley back in the early 70s, who after he had gone off to college himself had a uh, conversion experience and became an Orthodox Christian and by 1975-1976 was actually a student at St. Vladimir's Seminary in New York. He happened to still be on Father Jack's mailing list probably half the world was in those days. <laughs> I, I. And uh, in uh, Father Jack's writings, began to reflect more and more patristic material, more and more the uh, sense of the journey that, that we were on. And Mr. Bartkey began to, to uh, think, you know, this is really orthodox. And so being at the seminary, what do you do? You take it to a professor, right? And so he took those articles to Father Alexander Schmemann, whose portrait is back here on the wall. And Father Schmemann read him and said, wow, you know, this really does have a lot of Orthodox content to it. Maybe somebody ought to talk to these people. And so he called Bishop Dimitri, Archb- Archbishop Dimitri, who was at that time He's still the uh, Bishop of Dallas in the South, but at that time he was also administrating the West Coast in the OCA. And uh, he contacted Father Thaddeus Wojcik, Father Ted Wojcik from Holy Innocence in Tarzana, California, and asked him to go make some contact up there in Santa Barbara. And so unannounced, Father Ted drove up to Santa Barbara and looked him up in the phone book came and uh, called them, made contact, got to know them uh, a a bit. And that began, really, the the connection or the conversation with real, live, 20th century Orthodox people. So our initial contact, then, was with the OCA. Within a short amount of time, we began to also have some of those folks whose books we've been reading, Meindorf, Schmemann, come to the academy and... Talk, lecture, um, teach us some uh, things. According to my notes, and if I'm wrong, Father Jack, please correct me. 1978, Father Schmemann came for the first time. In 1979, Father Meyendorf uh, came to uh, uh, to teach. Now, that was also uh, there was also one other uh, incident that was a little bit humorous. Uh, one of our men was in Florida and saw of a, a, a conference, and it turned out to be the OCA's Southern Diocese Conference, saw that orthodox word and thought, well, we're orthodox. I'm going to go see if they're orthodox, and went and showed up at the uh, meeting and actually got to meet a few folks at that point. So the point is none of us, really had had any kind of contact directly with the Orthodox Church. And this is one of the most remarkable things about the whole story. We were not evangelized into Orthodoxy by 20th century people. We were evangelized into Orthodoxy by the fathers of the Church. That's why we stand up a lot of times and we say, St. Athanasius is our our, our hero, or St. Gregory, or St. Ignatius, or whoever, uh, you know, these great fathers of the church, St. Basil and so forth, because it was their writings that caught our our hearts and that the the passion began to come. And we began to feel that our insides really were being put together by the theology that that they were teaching. We wanted to be in their church in that same expression, that same life that the patristic fathers experienced. And And uh, irrespective, uh, it wasn't that we were trying to ignore the modern-day Orthodox Church, but the Orthodox Church in that era really was, as Metropolitan Philip later said, the best-kept secret in America. I had only heard of it because I grew up in an area in northwest Indiana where there were, within 10 miles of my house, 20 Different ethnic Orthodox churches, three Serbian churches, four Greek churches, a couple of OCA churches, two Romanian churches, a weird Russian synod church, an Antiochian church, and so on. You get the idea, right? But I went to high school with these people. Oh, they're the they're the, the Greeks, you know, oh, they're sort of like the Catholics, but Greek. And that was the really the only conception I had there. If, if you weren't. Greek, then you didn't fit into that particular milieu. Or if you weren't Serb, because if you go down to the Serbian church, even today in my hometown, everything's in Serbia. These initial contacts, though, began to enable us to put a little bit of a face on the modern-day Orthodox Church and give us a little bit of a sense that there might actually be some people out there that we could relate to. Another thing I needed to stress that uh, was part of the plan from the beginning was these leaders in the new covenant apostolic order believed from the depth of their hearts that we were not going to be independent forever. We were going to, to use Father Peter Gilquist's term, we were going to land somewhere within historic Christendom. Now we didn't really have a clue as to what that meant and in fact in 1978 at that conference that I mentioned in Memphis, Tennessee, Father Peter actually said we're going to land somewhere maybe we'll be under the Methodist bishop somewhere and of course at that point my I went what? <laughs> Where did that come from? And then Father Jack actually got up and, and made a little bit of a you know, pull on Father Peter's talk by saying, uh, we've begun discussing things recently with the Orthodox Church in America, and so we're, and so that kind of, you know, set a little bit different framework on it than we might end up under the Methodist bishop somewhere. <laughs> I, I, But I, bless uh, Father Peter's heart, he just says whatever he's, thinking at that particular moment and and he sincerely meant that the goal wasn't really determined yet exactly where we were going going to go and that you also have to understand this was a a period of of searching a period of prayer a period of just trying to understand the faith and to implement it and we really didn't have a preconceived idea at all where this was was going uh, to lead.